guys, we have a great episode for you today. First off, I want to say happy birthday, Rumi. He had a birthday in oh, between thanks. our episodes. It was super fun. I sent him a great video. Uh, he said it made a laugh. <laughs> I, we should, can, can you put that video up? Probably, if you're okay so, with it. Yeah, my wife, my wife got all my friends from like literally like high school, elementary school, college, Frisbee, work, podcasting, all these different people to like submit like a couple second or a minute long video of, you know, love you, Matt, or funny shit or whatever. Rumi's video took the fucking cake or actually different <laughs> food, but I won't ruin it. But it, it cracked me up. So, yeah, let's let's post it somewhere. I'm sh I mean, I don't think she'll care. I don't care. Awesome. I would rather let's everyone it see it because it's fucking funny and it's definitely podcast related. So <laughs> our listeners will certainly get the reference. I'll put it up on social media, which, as you know, by now is Launchpad Pod on Facebook, Instagram. Instagram and Twitter and we're on YouTube guys we love uh, watching YouTube I found out that uh, nobody watches our podcast video but like 6,000 people a month watch the ladies wrestling so which is ridiculous like are you please write us if you are humans or robots yeah. let us please let us know if you have watched the uh, the, the the women of wrestling WOW it's just so it's such a fun video I watched it recently when you said that we like Rumi's like, our numbers are giant for that one video. So let us know if you're a wrestling fan and watch that or an us fan and watch that or if you're a beep boop beep robot. So and if you guys it. are here because you were wanted to watch ladies wrestle, that's cool. Please stick through the podcast. <laughs> yeah. That we would appreciate too. And I, you know, we, you know, all, all shout out to WOW, but I hope you're here for the podcast. Like we said, we have a really fun episode today. We're going to be doing some singing. Mm -hmm. So let's get on with the show. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Everybody be cool, this is a robbery. Any of you fucking pricks move and I'll execute every motherfucking last one of you. If you don't hear a song right now, we can't be friends. We're not friends anymore. <laughs> if you, if immediately Waterloo didn't pop into your head, if you don't hear that because of that prompt, I don't know if I can help you through this episode, but yeah, yeah. we have a really fun one. We have a really fun one. This is something that my wife came up with because we were sitting on the couch with Sammy and we don't listen to a lot of kids movie music. We try to listen to like fun songs that we like. So we're not mm -hmm. miserable. And the song <laughs> stuck in the middle with you came on and we were singing it. And I was explaining to Sammy, I was like, daddy can't hear the song without thinking about a cop getting his ear cut off. But okay? did you do the little shuffle? I was, like, yeah, I, I was doing to, right? the whole dance and I was singing into like, I think it was a, um, like a plastic straw, like a big, like silicone straw and using mm -hmm. it like a razor blade. And I was like <laughs> <laughs> chopping at my child's ear with it. And she was laughing and I was like, oh my God, I cannot hear stuck in the middle with you without thinking of reservoir dogs. And then it, 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 what other song? And we kept thinking about it. Quentin Tarantino does it a lot, man. We're going to run yeah, into a lot of yeah. Quentin Tarantino. But right off the bat, Pulp Fiction. That was the thing that if you didn't know, I'm sorry, we can still be friends if you didn't know. But we that's from Pulp Fiction. Anytime I hear that song, I can't not think of, everybody be cool. This is rubbery. Like from from Pulp Fiction. And, and like I said, Reservoir Dogs. So today we're doing songs that are now forever reminding 
me of movies, us of movies, forever tied to a movie, forever changed because of a movie. I think we have a really good list. So, Matt, hit me with one of your good ones. Well, you you also put a really important stipulation on this that my wife didn't like, but I was like, no, for a couple of reasons, I actually really like it. No, it's important, yeah. I, I agree with you. The rule that Rumi said was it cannot be a, a song that was written for the movie, which actually was tough because two or three of my, like, I don't know if you did. I'm sure you did a very similar process, but like I sat down and threw a bunch on a piece of paper yeah. and I was like, okay, those are mine. Then I researched them to make sure none of those were written for the movie. Yeah. Like half of them were. Well, so I scrapped those and, and it's some of the some hard that you ones, know, but some that yeah. you're like, oh, I didn't know that was written for the movie. The Graduate, the song from The Graduate, like mm-hmm. uh, Simon and Garfunkel wrote a bunch of songs for that movie. So, mm-hmm. up, oh, sorry, it doesn't count. Well, and like, obviously, if we're singing, we don't talk about Bruno. Uh, obviously, that was written for Encanto. Obviously, it reminds you of Encanto. But like, come on, that was written for like, a movie. That doesn't count. Like, what were some of the ones that you had to scrap because of that? I had to scrap Danger Zone and Take My Breath Away from Top Gun. From Top Gun, so I like, know those can't do those. Well, here's an interesting one. We're not starting off into the good ones. Here's an interesting one. Um, so you know the song, "Cause I'm a Believer," and then I saw her face. Yeah. What song? What movie does that make you think of? I don't know. Not Shrek. Off the top of my head. Shrek. Oh, was, oh, yeah. Not a but, huge fan. Now that you say that, but yeah, I'm not but a fan of Shrek. That song wasn't originally written for Shrek, but the cover version by Smash Mouth absolutely was written for Shrek. Shrek. So does it count, or does it not count? No, I think you can count that. I okay, think you can okay. count. Okay. Even that. even I though have, it's a cover for yeah, because I have a I have a very important famous cover that yep. I thought was the original, but apparently it's not. Because like that Godzilla soundtrack was just a bunch of like covers right, where they covers threw in Godzilla. Yep. <laughs> threw I in thought Godzilla about that too. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, does that even count? Just because they remixed like Green Day remix Basket Case with Godzilla roars. I mean, which right. only makes the song better. I mean, any song sure. if you add yeah. like, I mean, Puff Daddy added w- lyrics to Cashmere that were never there, and uh, you know, sure. I guess it's, right. is, it's is not, that a, remix? a different take? But let's I had get into scrap, some good I had, ones. Yeah, I yeah. had Eye of the Tiger on here, which I was Shit. psyched about. Rocky. Written for yeah. the movie, so scrapped. Damn, can't do it. So, I mean, but, back in the day, I guess they were having some banger soundtracks. They don't do that anymore. Huh? Well, let's let's continue with Stuck in the Middle with you because I yeah. had that's so this is Steeler's Wheel. It's released in 1973, and I had a very s- similar experience that you said you had with your daughter. I had with my son, but like I took it a step further. He was in his high chair. So I took his his uh, apple juice juice box and started squirting it all over him like it was gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> but then instead of coming in and shooting me, my wife came in and divorced me. <laughs> I can just imagine it because I know she would be like, what are you doing? And I'd be like, no, it's from Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> it's from Reservoir so Dogs. This, this song, the original song, um, Steeler's Wheel, Stuck in the Middle with You, it's released in 73 but again, is used in Tarantino's Reservoir Dogs in 1992. Yeah. And I think this is one of the best examples of this topic, right? You even have a little dance for it where you're like, shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Yeah, you can. (laughs) Singing to the razor blade, shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. That was a thing in my house when I was in high school because I watched so much Tarantino stuff, including Reservoir Dogs, that my whole family would do it. Like, yeah. (laughs) My whole family, even my mom and dad would do it. And they knew what it was from. You know, Can they you knew hear the me context now? of it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a uh, great scene and it's really funny. And like, I think you're right. If you've seen that movie and heard that song, you can never disassociate those two. They're always together. Right. 
Right. And, and look, Quentin Tarantino is one of the best at needle drops. These are called mm-hmm. needle drops, by the way. In film and television, when an actual song drops into it from a record, it's called a needle drop. So these needle drops are some of the best thing. And Quentin Tarantino is so good at it. The song that's like, dun, 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 dun. I can't hear that without being like, on the night of the fight, you go down the fifth. You're gonna hear. You're gonna feel something in the back of your head that's pride fucking with you. But fuck pride. It never helps. It always hurts. And I just start saying it to people, and they're like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I'm like, "Pulp." Was that Al Green that you just attempted? Yeah. yeah. Try that again. (laughs) Try that again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so in love with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, Pulp Fiction, fucking great. I mean, yeah. I know we're like well, mixing up. Well, that movie has a fantastic soundtrack oh. just across the board. Like, I don't think the Al Green song is as, you know, jumping into your mind as that faux Black Eyed Peas song where you're like, I'm not pumping it. I'm getting ready to rob a diner. Yes. Oh, my God. Or like, you know, if you're listening to Girl. Yeah, 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 right? It's so many scenes that now, whenever I hear that song, I think about snorting heroin and I think about, you know, (laughs) I I mean, that movie is so good at making the songs just stick in your head for what they are. And it's like uh, Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, they both do a fantastic job. Um, What's another one you got, Rumi? Hit me with one. This is the first one I came up with off off the top of my head and I was super psyched about it, okay? We're going to go, and this is not the oldest song I have, but we are going to go back to 1958. And the Champs release a song that goes a little something like this. Tequila. <laughs> I mean, how can you not think about Pee Wee Herman when you hear that song, right? So it's recorded in 57. It's released in 58. And uh, Pee Wee Herman was... Shit, I just had it up here. Let's see. Pee Wee Herman was 1985. So it's his big adventure. So it was the first uh, film, uh, first feature that he did. And he's Tim in a biker Burton, bar. Man. Yeah, Tim Burton. In a man. biker bar, knocks all these bikes over. They bring him inside to rough him up. And he puts a quarter in the jukebox, does this song. And not only is it a, you know, not only is that the song really catchy in a funny scene, but he hops up on the bar and does the Pee Wee Herman dance, as it is known, and has been parried and mocked and, and called back millions of times since then. But like, so now you have this great visual with a funny dance by a funny guy. With this song that so perfectly fits it, right? It's exactly. And, you know, <laughs> that movie is really weird. Pee Wee Herman is really weird. I like, haven't, oh, yeah, especially when you like realize where it came from. Like it yeah. wasn't a kid's show first. No, right? it was like, so it was like late night. This was a late night subversive, like original Wonder Shows and style thing where it was like he was mm-hmm. doing a parody of a kid's show for right. adults. But like super campy and like underground, and then they were like, "Let's give you a kids show." So he then did a kids show, which was <laughs> super like you're not going to pull your dick out or anything, right? He's like, "No, no." no. <laughs> and then he got arrested for masturbating in a porno theater, which I, I don't quite like, understand. I mean, I've never been to one, but why do you go? The story? I think, I think it was literally because they were like, "Hey, he there's a Herman. there's a famous guy in here. Let's yeah. bust him." And conservatives hated Pee Wee Herman because he. 
you know, it was a kid show full of um, camp and gay icons. So, you know, what are you going to do? Pee Wee Herman show is amazing. Like, seriously, go back and watch it now. And you're like, well, this was for kids. This is wild. It's so fun, though. It's it's so fun. It's, you know, wild. Um, Also, a quick plug for us. Listen to our, we did an episode once about kid shows and kids properties that could have been made into horror movies. Yeah. And that was one of the ones we uh, did. So that's a good one, definitely yeah. check that out. So here's one that also has a little dance. Um, <laughs> I don't know if all of you want to see this dance, but I'm sure at some point some of you have done this dance. So if you hear this song, I know goodbye you know, horses, would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me so Goodbye, hard. horses. <laughs> He's Ooh. doing the dance. You got to watch the YouTube video if you're not. <laughs> He's not doing the tuck as far as I can see, but. <laughs> well, I'm sitting down, but here we go. No, just kidding. I had my pants on. Um, I, yeah. knew this, I knew this one was going to come up. I so, knew this was going to come up, but I did not anticipate. <laughs> we actually ran into a guy cosplaying as that character, as, as that edition of buffalo oh, bill he was at a con in the once, kimono right? in a nude jumpsuit with like mm-hmm. barefoot even he had like yep. these pads like these fake pads on his feet mm-hmm. and he 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 had the kimono on and it was just like she wig he had a big, big fluffy wig, wig on. on with thick ass makeup and he had the uh, like but he had like he was covered like head to toe he wasn't naked at all it was just a bodysuit but he had the nipple ring on the bodysuit yeah. which was great um wow yeah so that <sighs> is a song that I don't know if that song was ever super popular. This is one though that like every now and then it comes on and I'm just like, uh, uh, uh. Yeah. You can't not think of the movie if you hear that song. And, right. Oh yeah. Cause that, that, that just is a moment where you're like, Oh, here's a little jaunty tune. And then he, we get to see some, some nudity that you weren't expecting sort of. And then you're like, Oh my God, this serial killer and torturer is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you could make that movie today because he had body issues, right? Which is like a diagnosable mental health thing. Could you make that this? Could you make that movie today, or would they be like, "Hey, that's just because he wants to be a woman doesn't mean he's crazy." They're like, no, I know, but he's like killing other women to make their to make their like skin. to make a suit out of them. I think they would have to handle it differently. Sure, you know, like it. Yeah, you know, same thing with Psycho. Like, you just have to handle it differently because, like crazy people can do crazy things but like you don't want to tie that to things that are real and that people actually do have to deal with but like again normal people who have you know identity issues aren't wearing other people's skin skin yeah you know who are, who are figuring out that identity. i don't want to say it's issues but like yeah nobody's wearing skin to do this this is fucked up so um but then again silence of the lambs also has two songs in it american girl i cannot think of silence of yeah the lambs. i guess it's like, that's true too and I, that's one of those that like to do this episode i didn't think night. of that but every time you hear that song you think of that right you think of her yelling and singing in the in the car then she's helping move a couch <laughs> and then she's in the bottom and of the she's well. in a pit <laughs> oh what a good movie though man I still think that movie is. That's right. It's worth a rewatch. I haven't watched that in a while. It's it's in my opinion one of the one a, a perfect film. Like it certainly mm. there are thing issues with it, but like if you want to get into movies that have issues that people consider perfect, like Jaws editorially is all over the place. The The Godfather is horribly paced, but like people love the shit out of those movies. But I think I think Signs of Lambs is like a perfect word. It's not. I'll tell you why. Because what? I don't like Southern accents. 
<laughs> that's a joke, but for real. I don't like Southern <laughs> accents. I'm sorry if you're from the South. I just don't like them. And to have your main character, who's an award-winning actress and deserves an award for that, uh, just talk regular, please. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. <laughs> Shots fired Jodie Foster. Our apologies to Jodie Foster. I hope that listening. a bunch of people who are having um, <clears throat> identity questions write in bitching about that issue. <laughs> Be like, yeah. <laughs> I'm currently between genders, but what Matt said about Southern issues, I'm currently between genders, and uh, what Matt said about our redneck talk, <laughs> really grinded my gears. <laughs> really stuck my pig. Um, wow. I know there's a bunch of people being like, when are these girls going to wrestle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, horribly, horribly untopical. And <laughs> I just hear people just turning us off. Just click. Um, all right. Here's another good one. <laughs> Okay. No, it's your turn. You got one. Hit me one. Let's one. see. Okay, here here's the good one. <laughs> that for me, was a like a big one. Yeah. Um, at nineteen seventy five, a song that is extremely long and everybody knows some of the words to, called Bohemian Rhapsody. Right? Was that on your list? Dun, dun, dun. Was um, doing the dance. was tequila was tequila on your list too? Tequila is not on my list, but I'm doing the oh. dance for Bohemian Rhapsody right now. Um, <laughs> dance, he's bopping his head. 1975, right? It's a huge hit. Queen is a big deal, but it's reused again in 1992 for the first Wayne's World movie, and I think that's where a lot of our generation like found out about it, and yeah. because we like that movie and the skits and stuff, we got into that song. I got into Queen. Because of that song, like yeah. that's where, that was my gateway to literally everything Queen. My parents bought me a couple tapes because I was so into that song. But I mean, how do you not associate those two things with each other, right? I would say 100%. movie with the song and song with the movie, and that might be generational. Our parents might not, you know, uh, our kids might not, but I think our generation specifically does, right? A hundred percent. And I have a weird memory of this. So we're at like a talent show. I don't know. It's like a review where the the kids are putting on performances, right? Okay. And are these you a kids, kid? I'm, I'm watching this as a child. Yes, I'm watching this. Okay. I did a cover of Johnny Be Good, which we'll talk about later. Um, <laughs> these kids set up some chairs. That's they, actually on my list is when I saw your Johnny Be Good, I can never disconnect those you will i always think of you singing johnny be good when i hear johnny be good <laughs> but it was like in a scarring way it was very similar to goodbye horses <laughs> so this is an 11 year old me so don't think about that tuck and uh <laughs> and these kids had four chairs set up these four kids and they were dressed like wayne's world and they're like we're gonna do the funny bit where we bang our heads to bohemian rhapsody they, I don't think, had listened to the song, so they pop the tape in, and they don't realize that there's almost six minutes of another song right. before the headbanging part, and they have not prepared for this. They just knew, oh, we're going to sit here and headbang, and that will be funny. They were not ready 
for the six minutes and everybody's just like do something do anything you guys are ruining the show like like it was <laughs> and then finally the and the, the song kicks in they all started headbanging and like some dads were like hilarious like wayne's world that movie i saw that one time <laughs> and they were laughing their asses off but like it was i was when was like it was it the wayne's world was 1992 was it anywhere close to that yeah 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 it had to okay been. so right had to time. Been. it was it was fresh enough that kids thought that that idea right, it was still it was still well, hip yeah, to kids still hip right. to kids but like also obviously these kids had only seen the part where they did the head banging and didn't know that the song <laughs> goes on forever <laughs> and uh, i was embarrassed for them so that's i bet you that it. they tried to do uh like they grabbed the guitar and started to do a uh, like a guitar solo yeah and whoever was running the whoever's running the show pointed at the sign no guitar uh, no stairway to heaven <laughs> <laughs> and they're like we haven't watched the whole movie we were yeah. only allowed to watch this one did you so I know your parents just let you watch anything. My parents would do this thing if they liked a scene from a movie, they would show me the scene and then be like, "Okay, leave." And then I couldn't watch the movie with them. Like I would just they would show me like I before I was allowed to see Back to the Future, I got to see the Johnny B. Good scene. Imagining the like they call you in, they show you the goodbye horses part, and then we're like, get out of here. This movie is, I want you, just want you to know this movie is perfect. Here's an example. Goodbye horses. I'd fuck me, <laughs> fuck you so hard. I'd be like, what? Wait, what? No, what? No, I got to see the Johnny B. Good scene because I thought I love that song. I, I love that song. So let, let's get to it. Johnny B. Good, Back okay. to the Future, obviously making it, um, you know, giving it a longevity that will always be in my head. Anytime that song ends, I'll be like, you guys might not get this, but your kids are going to love it, you know, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. But also, um, when did Johnny B. Good come out? Looking it up right now. Um, in that movie, every time he said that, I was like, wait, they were supposed to love that song. Like, it's not like that song was from the from the 80s or anything, which is always hilarious. But I love Back to the Future. I think Back to the Future is a, a fantastic uh, time travel movie. And and it has some great songs in it, but like um, the power of love, Huey Lewis and the News, written for mm-hmm. the movie, and I and that's the it. one that I went to. Like I thought of that one and went to look that up and was like, ah, oh, they wrote it for the movie. So Chuck Berry came out in 1958. Okay, and if you're at a high school dance, and I'm I can't quite remember when Back to the Future takes place, but I think it's in the 50s. The past um, has to be as close to 1958. They would like that song. They're high schoolers. It's rock and roll. Wouldn't they dig that shit? I don't know. Maybe it was underground at that time. <laughs> <laughs> like it was, yeah, they like didn't know yeah, it yet. They were squares. What a bunch of squares. <laughs> but I can't not think of, uh, hear Johnny Be Good, not think of Back to the Future and Michael J. Fox just shredding it on stage while everybody's just like, this is this weirdo. Is he on drugs? Calvin Klein's on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I haven't seen that movie in a while, too. That's, that's probably worth Dude, a rewatch. The first two are so fucking good. The third yeah. one's fine but the third one just is like we gave up and here's a story and it's like it's fine and it resolves the whole thing but like the first one's incredible the second one is wild and and right very strange and really playing with time travel and the third one's like oh that was too confusing let's just go to the west and try and get out (laughs) like oh okay it's like they let the like assistants do all the work for that one. It was like, take your daughter to work day, and they were like, what do you want to do? Okay, fine. I want it to be on a train. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, since you brought up a, a Saturday Night Live one, can I can I throw a quick one in? Oh, that was going to be my like ace of the hole of you didn't think of it, I think. What is love? Yeah. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Baby, don't hurt me. Now, here's what's hilarious about this Saturday Night Live sketch that was turned into Night of the Roxbury, a shitty movie. Not even that funny of a of a skit. 
<laughs> but oh. everyone knows the dance. And now, I don't know why you would hear this song. Maybe they play it at a wedding. There will be like 12 white guys doing this head bop move. And you're like, why are you doing that? And they're like, oh. And then realize, to explain it, they sound like morons. Like, <laughs> oh, there was a skit back in the day where these guys would do that to this song. And you're like, oh, hilarious, I guess. And then yeah, you go Chris back and Catan watch it. and Will, F- Will, Will Farrell, Farrell, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the the movie was 1998. The 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 rock night at the Roxbury was 1998 movie, but there was tons of skits before that. The song itself was released in 1993, so you had five years before the movie started. But there was a ton of skits, and you're right. Like I'd heard that song plenty of times before I saw the Saturday Night Live thing. But how can you not hear? Like that's one of those things. Like you see the meme that says like you know. There's no sound in pictures, but it's a picture of a TIE fighter. And you're like that. Yeah, that's what this is. If you saw Will Farrell and Chris Catan in those suits with their heads cocked, how did you not hear that song? Right. Right. A hundred percent. I love that. You can't hear sound in pictures meme because the yeah. first one of my favorite ones is just like that sun rising from the Lion King. And like, yeah, you hear that <laughs> oh, fucking good. Can I get a pizza, please? Um, this is uh, Hathaway is the the guy the guy slash band who sings "What Is Love." Oh, European I bet he has dude. A, a bunch of songs that I would like. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to give him more credit than it's worth. Yeah, you know Hathaway. One, one hit was, wonder. He was good. I'm trying to see if there. Yeah, there's not a lot on here. Oh man, what is love? <laughs> Hathaway is from an album called The Album. <laughs> okay. All right, Hathaway. I'm learning a lot today. A coconut. Coconut Records. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me with another one, Rumi. What do you got? <clears throat> All right. This is one that, like, after I'd come up with my A-list ones, I looked up a couple things and I found this one. And I was like, oh, damn. How did I not think of this one earlier? And this one goes like this. Boom. Boom. Oh, yeah. Boom. 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 Um. I hear that, and you and I have just stolen your dad's priceless car. Right. And we are launching it over the street. We picked up uh, a hot chick from high school, <laughs> and we're terrorizing people all through the town and just getting away with it. And every now and then, I break the fourth wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, and then I also thought of it at the end. It's not nearly as famous, but the song at the end when he's racing his parents home and jumping over you know, fences and trampolines, yeah. that song to me... I. If I don't often hear it, but that song is first Bueller to me. But this is a song called Oh Yeah by Yellow, <laughs> Y-E-L-L-O. It's released in 85, and then Ferris Bueller is in 86. So it's released and then very quickly pops into this movie, and it becomes like the Ferris Bueller song, right? Because like, that's what I have written. I didn't know the name of the song. I was like, that Ferris Bueller song, bump, bump, is what I have written. <laughs> But had you said oh, that, even if you yeah. didn't sing it, I would have known what you were talking about. My favorite thing to blow like high schoolers' minds about Ferris Bueller is like, watch Ferris Bueller and pretend that he's a figment of Cameron's imagination. And they're like, <gasps> <gasps> it's like, it doesn't work at all, but it's really funny to think that. It's like one of right. my favorite. like Because it, work, it, it works some of the time, like some of the movie it works, yeah. some it doesn't. But I also know that those high schoolers, because they haven't like gone to film school yet, they like are excited to tell their girlfriend about it when they're like, let's watch Ferris Bueller, baby. Check out this cool idea. And they're like, wow, you're so deep. And then, then like 
five years later when they see like Fight Club, they're going to be like, oh, that guy just Fight Club me. That guy's an idiot. <laughs> I mean, a Fight Club is just Ferris Bueller with blood. <laughs> that movie has always given me a ton of anxiety because my parents were con- like super controlling and huge assholes to me in high school and it's one of those things that like if i was ferris bueller i'm like i would be in so much trouble but i always just like identify with cameron and i'm like i never once broke my parents car well that's actually very much not true but not like their prize car and like that's true think of how much trouble i got for just like fender bendering their regular camry they're fucking like 89 camry if they had a priceless car that was my dad's favorite and I drove it out of his fancy watchtower window into the forest below, I don't think that would be my like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to be a new man and I'm going to face my father. I would be like, uh, Ferris, you got to get me out of the fucking country. So like to this day, that still gives me anxiety. And the whole movie, I feel bad for Cameron because he's kind of like spreading his wings and his dad murders him that night. <laughs> right. Hundred yeah. percent. Well, since you brought it up, situations <laughs> that would get you in deep shit while you're in high school. <laughs> if I do this chord progression, dun 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 dun. dun. Oh, Matt just slid in in his underwear. He knows what Pretty I'm talking good. about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I know people who have never seen this movie. I think most people haven't seen this movie. I've never seen it. But you hear the song and somebody does the slide in. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about Risky Business. And if you hear that, dun, 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 just take those old records off the shelf, dun, 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 dun. Um, and you don't think about Tom Cruise sliding in with his weird teeth in his underwear, wearing sunglasses. <laughs> I love you know. that that's your takeaway. You're like, his teeth are weird and he's got no clothes on. And he's got no clothes <laughs> on. Um, Risky Business is one of the weirdest films I think I have ever seen. It really is one of those movies you're like, who thought this was a yeah, good right. idea? Yeah. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Risky Business I'm- is about this guy, played by Tom Cruise, a kid. He's in high school. High school. And he is fucking around dancing in his underwear, and he somehow breaks this like priceless egg, crystal egg that was on the mantle in his house. And he's like, how am I going to make enough money to fix this and he goes i know i'll start a brothel in my home for all my friends as a joke for funny laughs in the 80s because prostitution is a joke in the 80s what the fuck it has aged so poorly but i don't think it was ever good i don't think it was ever working the movie is interesting because it is funny and everybody does a good job but you're watching and you're like but these are these are sex workers that a high schooler is exploiting how is this happening? And it reminds like it, it's a South Park plot. And they're like, see, it's a joke. But you're like, what the, what the fuck, 80s? What is wrong with you? Anyway, hilarious. <laughs> yeah, 80s are like, yeah, but we're fun. And there's shoulder pads and everybody has silly hair. And you're like, okay, go do your weird blackface, see Thomas Howell. Like, you know, it's, like <laughs> it's all shit like that where you're like, you are right. You're like, who thought this was a good idea? Oh, I'll tell you. Oh, guys, I have this great idea. When I was in high school, I wanted to open a brothel, but my mom said no. So, oh, I should make that movie. Oh, you got some on your teeth. Get it on my mustache. And they're just like grinding their teeth and chewing on their tongue. And they're like, okay, let's take it upstairs. And they take it over the boss. They're like, all right, picture this. And it's the head of Warner Brothers or Universal something. And he's like, oh, God, God damn it. He's like rubbing his teeth. And like, we have this great idea. He's like, hit me with it. And they're like, High school brothel. And he's like, done. That's got to be the title of the movie. That's got to be the title of the movie. Fast track, fast track. 
So I like we know from experience that that won't work because when we lived together, you were always sliding into room on your underwear. You would break fucking like real like expensive NECA figures and be like brothel right and i'd be like Rumi, for the last time no go on ebay don't go to starbucks for four months go on ebay and buy yourself a new six inch robocop put on some fucking pants and walk into a room <laughs> like the rest of us and i because i have sunglasses on on my way out of the room i just walk into the door <laughs> oh shit Oh yeah. Every God. time I heard those, those pianos, duh, 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 I rushed to try to close the door before you got there. <laughs> <laughs> How funny would that be? Like, you just hear that sound and you slam the door and then you hear kaboom. And I'm like, ow, ow. And you're like, you couldn't see that I had closed the door. It's like, I have sunglasses on inside. Oh, my God. That would be funny as hell to put like just those those. Does that piano progression just put those first buckle on your phone and just enter a room like that every time you could? Even if you had clothes on, just slide. No, I mean, underwear would make it great, but just anytime, just walk in like that, slide in. See how much shit I break? Awesome. Now, let's combine two of our. See how much shit I can break. Let's combine two of these things together. We'll have dun 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 dun. Goodbye, horse. I slide in, <laughs> slide in in a kimono, slide in with a tuck. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I think you'd break a ton of shit if you were flinging kimonos around. <laughs> Oh, wow. It's the priceless diamond egg in the basket or else it gets the hose again. <laughs> the fucking egg in the basket. <laughs> I'm trying to combine these movies in my head and it's a high schooler trying to get money by just ransoming women in pits. <laughs> 30 like in years a jokey way like it's, it's played for laughs. <laughs> 30 years from now some podcasts are going to be like what were they thinking? <laughs> <laughs> Doing coke jokes. No cuz we don't we're not even like they were just wait, they were eating a pizza when they came up with this idea. That was their <laughs> <laughs> oh god damn Rumi <sighs> you got All right, another how do one? we get back how do we get back on track from that <laughs> hit me with a song buddy hit me with a song alright um, alright I'm gonna take you way back for this one Doom. Let's strapped see. in ready to go let's do this I'm talking like 1800s 1850 1850s 1850s um, let's see. 1850s. Ready? Yeah. <clears throat> oh, man. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Nothing yes. in the world smells like that, son. How great is that? So this yes. is uh, 1850. It's written in 51, kind of like released in 54, 50, 56, 1856. Ride of the Valkyries. Flight of the Valkyries, it, right? Ride, uh, of the Valkyries. Ride of the Valkyries. I thought it was flight, and I looked it up as flight. It is ride. Um, it is used in 1979 by uh, Coppola when he makes Apocalypse Now. 
And it's the hell of the flight of the helicopters just napalming and shooting up villages in Vietnam. And it's uh, uh, what's his name gets out of the helicopter with no shirt on. And Robert Duvall, yeah. Yeah, comes out. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. It's that sequence. And that's one of those, like, how often do you hear Ride of the Valkyries? But I can tell you that I never hear it and don't think of that scene. Helicopters. In fact, in Casper, which came out in the 90s some point, uh, there's a moment where they come in, the, the three shithead ghost uncles come in with their heads spinning like helicopters singing that song. It and, is yeah. so ingrained as being a song that is spouted from helicopters. You mm. can't escape it. This and it's, is, how many times yep. have you seen that parodied or referenced, right? That yep. that song or something like it as, as some sort of horde of things come in, right? For sure. And I yep. think that's another one of those things that people get that reference even if they've never seen that movie, right? It only makes me think of one other thing that isn't helicopters. Mm-hmm. Elmer Fudd in a Viking hat. <laughs> killed a wabbit, killed a wabbit. That's fair, that's fair. So actually, this is a twofer then, kind of, right? Because I think your reference is probably a little bit more obscure than mine, but I still think a lot of people know the one that you're talking about. Sure. The second you said Elmer Fudd, I saw him in the helmet. <laughs> um, but you're right, I, so I think this is a twofer, and I, there, there are a couple on the list that I saw that had lesser mentions, but I think that's worth noting, right? I mean, this is this is... Probably the third on my list this is my heavy hitter. This is one of the. Ones oh, you that, had this one. This one is uh, huge on my list because I am obsessed with Apocalypse Now. I love that movie, but that song is is helicopter music now. Like mm. if you can't see that in your head, like you haven't watched enough movies. It is so ingrained. Like I said, that helicopters or things descending. It's it is the song for that. Flight of the it's Valkyries. a long sequence too. You see, you hear a lot of the the music, a lot of the song. I mean, the song is cut. But yeah. you hear a lot of the, the song in it. They're literally coming down, fucking up a town and clearing a beach, killing everyone in their path just so they can go surfing. Mm-hmm. Get on out there, son. It's still pretty hairy, sir. You want to surf? <laughs> still pretty hairy, sir. So, and, and that was one of the ones that I had on here that I didn't look up. Like, I, I wrote a good list and I was like, well, just in case, you know, I want to have extra this is one of the ones I had before. So was Night at the Roxbury. That was going to be my like, I always try to like blow your mind with something. I want you to be like, oh, what a reference, Rumi. That was my ace in the hole of like Night at the Roxbury. But no, nope, that's why we that's why we do the show together. <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, hit me with one of yours. What do you got? All right. Here's one. Let me see if I can find out when this was. Um, so when I sing this song, that's a good one. I didn't even think of that. Are you throwing something up in the air in slow motion? Yeah. So yeah, first I'm fucking hitting some bones down. Yeah. Shucking that shit up in the air while looking at a sideways coffee table. So thus spoke Xanathustra is the song. It's a it's a you know orchestra. That was used in 2001 Space Odyssey, and it's this incredible transition that shows how the evolution of man began when he picked up a weapon, and he throws the bone up in the air to this song, and the bone goes in slow motion, and then boom, cuts to like a a, a proximity cut, so the bone shape disappears, Mm -hmm. and in its place is space and a space station and a spaceship floating through space in approximately the same spot on the frame, which is such a cool cut. Um, Thus spoke Xanathrusa is is Strauss, Richard Strauss. Um, And this is from like, 
Mm, I can't find the exact date, but uh, let's see, 1896. Mm. 1896, that song came out. And now I have seen so many parodies and allusions to using this song to people figuring something out and throwing it in the air. And like that's, mm-hmm. you know, using that sort of analogy. Or anything with visual. a monolith, right? Anything with anything, a long yeah. black thing standing in front of you. I mean, anything with dis- about discovery, like finding something. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If Zuth, thus spoke Xanathrusta pops in. It's like 2001 reference. We get it. Oh, wow. And that's here's the interesting thing about all these. I'm just coming to this conclusion that there's a a audio DNA that runs through our collective sort of conscious through all the media that we soak in that is a shorthand for some of the stuff that we do. So like the shorthand of uh, Ride of the Valkyries tells us more because we saw a movie that used it and probably used it better than what you're watching now doing. So if you pop that in there, you're like, I get the joke on a bigger level. You know, same thing with this. It, using some of these song cues to tell you more about the reference you're trying to call on, mm. we pick that up quicker because we know the song and we know what it's tied to. I mean, think about all the cartoons or Animaniacs that did something like this where like you use a little bit of a song or a little bit of this and you're like, ah, because of the movie they did. Um, so I, I think that is or Do you think it's like an extra tie? So like like you said, just like for this specific song, you're talking about Discovery, right? So if you watched a commercial, let's say, where someone, and this has got to be in a billion commercials, right? Yeah. Where someone figures something out and they play some of that song, the visual of having someone discovery discover something is a link to 2001. But now you have an audio link that is also in the same reference. So now we have two strands connecting us to what we're watching and listening to, to the thing that is being referenced. And it's kind of, a, like I said, it's a shorthand that you're like, hey, I don't have to explain this joke to the people who get it, but this is what I'm calling on. This is the reference. And it, I think, in a way, you know, helps people get to the point faster. You know, mm. they, don't, they don't have to, to do a toilet paper commercial where the guy figures out how awesome his toilet paper, this brand of toilet paper is. He doesn't have to kill a bunch of monkeys to do it or like visit a monolith. You play this music and he throws it up in the air and we get that he discovered it and that that knowledge is now gained. But it's like... I, it's, it's kind of funny. Same thing with like, if you're watching the popcorn commercial was stuck in the middle with you, I know that he's going to cut his kid's ears off. So, because <laughs> yeah, I was great just going to say, I would absolutely, like I am very loyal to my toilet paper brand, but if they made a toilet paper commercial where a guy kills a bunch of monkeys with a roll of toilet paper and then wipes his ass, I, I would try it. Like, I'm not going to say I would switch, but I would try it. <laughs> I'd be like, babe, that toilet paper looks pretty strong. <laughs> Motherfucker just wiped out a group of Neanderthals with it. I know what, a group of, what do you think a group of Neanderthals is called? A, a clan? A pack? A troop? A troop sounds good. What are gorillas called? A pod or a troop? I don't know. It's interesting. Guys, if you are a group of gorillas, write in. Be like, somebody sent me a banana in the mail. <laughs> All right, here's an obscure one that most people who are They're called a troop. Gorilla, a group of gorillas is called a troop. Really? Mm-hmm. So says you. Google. Look at you, Interneter. So says Google. Um, yeah, troop of Neanderthals. How about it? Uh, no, because so I think gorillas are more organized than Neanderthals, don't you think? Sure. Well, what's a less organized sh- troop? Uh, um, um, scrum? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of like a goofy 
army movie to reference. A pack. Operation Dumbo Drop. (laughs) (laughs) The Dirty Dozen. It's called The Dirty Dozen of Neanderthals, regardless of how many are in there. (laughs) Wait, why why don't I just Google that? (laughs) It's called a Danny Glover. (laughs) It's a Danny Glover of a group of people. Operation Dumbo Dropping. doesn't say. This is why are you Googling this? Go do something with your life. All right. Well, here's one that I associate with a movie and nobody else seems to. So let me see if you get this. Oh, okay. All right. Your love is lifting me higher than I've ever been. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Are you a dancing toaster right now? I was going to say I'm in the, I'm a walking statue of Liberty. Oh, awesome. So Ghostbusters 2 was the first Ghostbusters I saw. I was not allowed to see Ghostbusters 1 because there were sexual scenes in them. But Ghostbusters 2 did not have enough sex to offend my parents, so I got to see that movie when it came out. And um, Jackie Wilson's Your Love is Lifting Me Higher is the song that gets the mood slime all fucking jamming, dancing in toasters, (laughs) and making the Statue of Liberty walk. And look, fuck all the haters. That movie's fine. It's not great compared to the first Ghostbusters, but it is not a bad movie. I think it's absolutely just a fine sequel with not a very good antagonist, but whatever. I've seen worse films and like them better. So suck it. (laughs) So fuck you. Like, (laughs) wait, so fuck Ghostbusters too. Wait, did I just prove myself wrong? No, I I like Ghostbusters too, but the song, holy shit. I love that song. So yeah, I would never hear that song and not think about that. uh, Them walking down the street in the Statue of Liberty. There's no way I would hear that song and not associate it with Ghostbusters. <laughs> Ghostbusters 2, Secret of the Ooze. Oh, Wait, why man. wasn't it called that? <laughs> Ghostbusters 2, The Secret of the Ooze? I yeah. don't know, dude. Ghostbusters 2, The Boogie Boogie of the Ooze? I got some good ones still, man. I have some yeah, really good Yeah, I do too. I was worried because I thought we were going real fast at the beginning, and I was like, are we going to kind of run out? And I was like, no, I still have like still have four or five. Oh, yeah, I got, I got a handful. Yeah. <clears throat> you got another one, bro? Yeah, I got a huge one. Ooh, hit me. All right. In 1974, Dolly Parton sang a song called I Will Always Love You. And it was good and everyone liked it. And it was in a movie. It was not written for, but was in a movie called The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, which was in 1982. That made yeah, it more 80s uh, high school whorehouse. <laughs> yeah. Just hear me out. Wait, didn't didn't come didn't come Cruz already make the high school version of this one? It, it was a Broadway play before this. But anyway, yeah, go. Um. So they make that, right? But so the this song existed. I didn't realize it existed. But then obviously in 1992, Whitney Houston re-records it and covers it for The Bodyguard. Which then they turned into a Broadway musical. Wow, it came full circle. Well, I know. Which then you and I <laughs> did multiple Bodyguard episodes, which are, I think, some of our best work. Yeah, if, if you, you have not listened to a Bodyguard episode, we have two of them. One with our buddy, Andy Curtis. I mean, they are some of my favorites to do. And if yeah, we ever do a live a show, one. we will do a Bodyguard Part 3. And that was one of those ones that, like, it was the launch pad for me. It was the Rocketeers for me because you were cracking me up. Like, the shit that we were saying, it was just like when we're really vibing and really just like, that's why we do the show. That's why we started yeah. doing the show was just to make each other laugh. <sighs> And it had what? a twist because we were like, because I don't know, it was, it was oh, we, we were trying to pick, it was off of a meme or something. We were trying to pick the best bodyguard. And I was like, oh, 
But here's a twist. The day of, here's a twist. You also fall in love with them and have a romantic relationship with this character. And Matt's like, and the best, I, I didn't, I didn't know that that was part of it, which just made it fucking funny. Oh my god, because yeah, because we were like, Darth Vader would be a good bodyguard, but not an emotional lover. I think he'd be pretty cold. <laughs> it's good. That was that was a really funny. Like I will re-listen to some of our episodes sometimes if I'm on a drive or something. That's definitely one of the ones I will. But that's so funny though. I did not know that that was a remake of a song. I had no idea. <clears throat> I feel I, stupid I, now. Well, that was one of those ones that I was like, I'm not even going to look it up because obviously it was so that song was so closely tied with the movie. Yeah. I was like, obviously it's written. So Whitney Houston recorded it for the movie, but the song was in existence before. So I'm going to say, I think we should count that. If not, we don't have to count it. But for me, I that think it was one of those ones that I thought of immediately. It's in the Venn diagram. It's right in the middle. That's right, right in the line, man. Because again, like the, the Shrek, uh, no, I'm a believer. That was written by the monkeys. But when mm -hmm. Smash Mouth covered it for a fucking Shrek movie, you're like, wait, is that an original song? It's just right. a cover. But but I mean, but the Whiskey Houston song has overshadowed the Dolly Parton song. I yeah. don't. Oh I yeah, yeah, yeah. Did not know that song existed. I don't know that I've heard. Maybe I have heard it, the Dolly Parton one, but I don't know that I have. I don't know that I have. And it was created. You know, Dolly Parton did it 18 years before the Bodyguard came out. So, like, wild. that's not like that's that's a while, you know. And I think how can again, even before I'd seen the movie or the Broadway play, <laughs> me and Ruby both independently saw the Broadway play of this thing and it was like shitty movie sunday broadway play it was great dude everyone that. was cracking up and every time a gunshot went off the <laughs> audience jumped and then laughed yeah, that was awesome and every time the killer came there was like strobe light effects and everything else started moving slowly which i actually thought was a really cool visual but i mean i didn't know what to expect but it um, was not what i saw <laughs> the slow-mo on stage is so high school to me loved it so cheesy. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it was not like if I watched it on a real Broadway thing, I'd be like, what? But like for tickets that friends gave to us because they didn't want to go. And I had I don't even know if I, I think I'd seen the movie once or twice. I paid for those. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I had season tickets because I wanted to see Hamilton. All right. All right. <laughs> I guess that makes you better. But <laughs> But no, I mean, for this, no, it that's means one of I paid things. a lot for them. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it, though, because we did an episode about it and it cracked us up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, how can you look at the poster for this movie and not hear that song? I mean, before I ever saw the movie, I heard the song. I mean, you, you linked them, right? <sighs> yes. I love that song. And uh, oh, yeah. And the bodyguard's so cheesy. Watch the bodyguard. It sucks. The bodyguard <laughs> is actually one of those movies I would have thought no, but like great shitty movie. Great, Great shitty, movie. shitty movie. Yeah, it's terrible, but hysterically so. Um, all right, here's one. When I was in New York, and this is was this on? Wait, was this on your lip list? Yeah. Uh, okay. No, no, this was not. On oh, okay. Because I didn't. I I thought. That you assume it was just written for it. I assumed it was written for the yeah. song. You got me. Yeah. So here's one. Um, when I was in New York, we went to Fao Shorts because we wanted to get Cam, uh, Sammy, and obscenely. Did you say Fao? Did you say Fao Schwartz or Fao Shorts? F.A.O. Schwartz. One is toys and one is... Okay. I just want to make sure you weren't going to like a super goofy place that only sold like, you know, not long pants. <laughs> um, yeah, I went to the toy store because we wanted to get Sammy an obscene toy. Like something just huge and stupid. Um, <clears throat> Should have got it to the Buffalo Bill doll. <laughs> 
Or the Tom Cruise egg-breaking doll. So we get there, and FAO Shorts is famous for having something in their store. And on the wall, just like in fucking Wayne's World, it said, no heart and soul. Because on the floor is a giant piano. And of course, everyone is from the movie Big. Wow, that's a good one. I never thought of that. Was there really a sign or is that a joke? There really was a sign, but the sign was a joke because everyone was doing oh. it. Obviously, if you see the piano on the floor, you're doing heart and soul. That baby is crying. Yeah, she's mad because she wants to come up and play. Go play her some heart and soul. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, so in oh, the movie that's Big. A good, that's a really good one that I didn't think of. I can't and I didn't hear see that it movie. anywhere either. Yeah, I researched I it. I can't hear that song without thinking about Tom Hanks dancing on a... Dancing on a big piano in FEO shorts and also then having sex and being like, I'm a child. Ha ha. You're awesome. Like, oh, fuck. What yeah. A fucked Game up the movie. system, little kid. <laughs> yeah. What a fucked <laughs> up movie. That's another one of those that like most of that movie is fine and harmless, but there's a couple of things that you're like, wait, does anybody think about that? Like, think about what just happened there. Like, no, but he's a kid and he's, you know, he's out of, he's a fish out of water. Yeah. He's a fish in vagina. (laughs) (laughs) The executives are like, it's not rape because he's a boy. (laughs) It's like, no, you, he, he tricked a woman into being a child molester and everybody just seems to be okay with this. And like, it just, everybody, it just, I feel bad for everybody involved. Big two, so when there's awful. a trial about that, would <laughs> yes. be very interesting, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So fucked up. So fucked up. What a fucked up weird movie. So, like, like you said, super cute and harmless. Like, and then all of a sudden that happens and you're like, what, what, but I, I don't know how to feel about any of this. Yeah. So fucked. Oh. Heart and soul, big. That's a good one. I didn't even think of Like, that's one that I feel like I should have thought about. Ooh, all right. I got two more good ones and two more. Eh. Well, hit me with a hit me with the two meh real fast, just real fast. Just oh meh, yeah. Moving in stereo. I don't know that one by the by the cars. Uh-huh. That is imagine Phoebe Cates in a in a swimsuit getting out of a pool. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Fast times at Ridgemont High. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the song that she gets out. That's I ne- I've never even seen that movie to be honest, but I know it from that. Like I know that that is that. The other one is. Time is on my side. Yes, it is. Do you associate that with um, Fallen now or whatever? Yeah. yeah, but that's like, that is one that like, I can hear that and just enjoy it for the Rolling Stones and not think of that. But I very often do think of the both of them. So those um, are my two quickies. You have quickies? Yeah, here's a quickie. Um, anything goes, do, do, especially if you sing it in Japanese, I cannot think of Temple of Doom. <laughs> That's a good one, but way more obscure. I'm not. I'm. Yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. A, a one that I feel personally. And then, uh, what about, um, babe? Dun, 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 I got you, babe. Dun, dun. Does it make you think of Groundhog's Day? No, no. All right. All right Groundhog's okay. Day. I never really liked. Like, I never was really into. It. Not that I never liked it. I watched it again in college or after, and was like, oh, that's really funny. But I haven't really followed up on it since. And when I was a kid, I didn't like. I saw it and didn't care. That's pretty good, though. I'm yeah. on board with that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Hit me with a good one. Good one? Okay. <clears throat> there used to be a gray and tower alone on the sea. You became the life on the dark side of me. Love remains a drug that high enough to do. But did you know that when it snows, 
My eyes become alive and the light that you shine can't be seen. I can be to a kiss from oh, the rose on the grave. Okay, okay, we have to stop. Everybody's well, turning you're out right getting now. into it, right? You're feeling yeah. it in your no, heart. No, you, you and I could do, we should do karaoke and sing I this feel like I've sang that on the show before. Yes, many times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, surprisingly, this isn't the worst time you've sung it. <laughs> <laughs> this is obviously Kiss from a Rose by Seal. Uh, it's released in 1994 on his album. He is even interviewed as being like, eh, I didn't really think it was that great. Then it was in the Batman Forever soundtrack, one of my mm. absolute favorite soundtracks ever. That's from 1995. I am. I thought this up. was. I thought this was for the movie. That's awesome because yep, this no, it's, this popped into my head up for that. But and it's also I love not, this song. I think it's a great song. I think it's really cool. But I cannot. I like I said, that's one of my favorite soundtracks. Yeah. So I cannot not pair those two things together. It's not in the movie itself. It's in the credits. So like. It just rocked you as you walked out of the theater. You're just like, man, that movie was awesome, and this song is awesome. I'm gonna sit and watch this, the credits roll because this song's so fucking good. Well, looking this up, I found it is also in the Never Ending Story three. Oh, good. Which, holy shit, have I not thought about that? Well, I thought about it the second one recently, but I don't remember the last time my brain thought the words Never Ending Story three. All right, buckle up, fuckers. Never Ending Story sucks. Just saying it. The first one? Yeah, fucking sucks. It's It's got cool puppets, but the movie blows. It is a poorly written, poorly executed with cool puppets. The end. The movie blows. I'm extremely unnerved by that, but I feel like I need to rewatch it and see. It absolutely has cool puppets, so I'm glad that you at least threw in that caveat. But Come at me, bro. I do remember it being slow, and I do remember as an adult being like, I want this to be more. But I have so, to rewatch it to check. Yeah, there's a cool like flying fuzz dragon that every kid loved. And that made up for the fact that they subjected you to horse torture. That horse <laughs> that sinks in the bog was tortured. You watch a horse be tortured on film, animal torture on film, and they're like, for kids. For me, ah. the horse. <laughs> For me, the horse torture, because you're saying the horse actor in real life was tortured by being submerged into a pit because it didn't realize that that's yeah, you're torturing movies, an animal right? and you're watching the fear on the animal's face and they play that hard. The movie well, sucks, would suck without the horse torture scene. The movie still wouldn't have been better for me, but it's unexcusable <laughs> to torture an animal in a children's movie for me to watch. It is unexcusable. And that See, movie sucks. I think for. Most of us, that scene was torturous because that boy watches his horse drown. And I think as a kid, it's one of the first times you ever watched like someone that is I, I, relatable to you lose a loved one. I like, haven't seen horse. Slowly. <laughs> I haven't seen animal torture like that till ha cannibal cannibal Holocaust in college. That horse got to keep his head, though. Like I, I think know, that yeah, yeah. They didn't kill the horse; he lived. But like, holy fucking! You can't explain it. You're like, listen, we're gonna put you in a goopy pool, but don't worry. First of all, there's a lifeguard right there and a scuba guy. There's a scuba horse there. It'll give you some air if you need, but don't worry. You're Ugh. not really gonna die. So, but act scared. Action. <laughs> it pisses me off beyond belief. But the movie still sucks because it makes no sense. Say my name, Bastion. What about Stupid. this? I remember seeing the second one in theaters yeah. with like a whole, uh, like my family. 
and another family. And I remember we were all like, what the fuck was that? Ugh, it all fucking sucked. Anyway. All right. Well, Kiss from a Rose appearing in the third Batman movie. and Well, the third of the newer Batman movies and the third never ending story. All right. Here's one. If I go, cut them all, move them up, put them, put it up, put them, are you throwing beer bottles at me as I sing behind chicken wire? Hunt him on, ride him out, hunt him out, beat him out, cut him in rawhide. What is that? Blues Brothers. Oh, I, I, and maybe I'll get shit for this. I was never a Blues Brothers guy. I've seen it a couple of times. I get the appeal. Not my, not my jam. You know, I play harmonica like a motherfucker, right? I've heard it. And I love the Blues Brothers so much. That movie was like on in my house at all times. Like if you didn't know what we were watching, let's throw on Blues Brothers had like a bootleg VHS of it. And there's a scene where they're trying to find a gig because they can't find work. And they go to this like bar. Just they just they, the first bar they drive to. And it's like this country western bar. And he's like, do you guys know? Uh, he goes, what kind of music do you do? And they go, oh, we do uh, all kinds. What do you guys usually like? And they're like, uh, both kinds, country and western. And they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so they try to start playing their Blues Brothers set. And they're like, and everybody starts throwing beer bottles at them and the stage has chicken wire all around it. And so the beer bottles just shatter and the glass is flying at them and the entire scene takes place behind the chicken wire. And it's kind of brilliant. They go, well, what the fuck do we do? We have to win this crowd over. So they start playing the theme from Rawhide. What, what key? E, good country key. So they start playing it and they just play it like 37 times in a row and then they do Stand By Your Man and people are still throwing beer bottles at them even when they love them. And it's it's just one of my favorite scenes in movie history. Like I, just one of those ones that always really? sticks with me. I love you it. You like it that much? I love it. I love it because it's, it's to me iconic to, to whenever I think about like a bar and a shitty like band playing mm-hmm. like, you know, the, and the chicken wire and there were references to it in other things that I came across that no one else is aware of, like Cactus Jack's Roadhouse Rodeo, um, which is a pinball machine where these German, (laughs) a German cactus band plays inside of Chicken Wire and you can throw fruit at them in the pinball machine. Um, Wow, I've lost everybody on that reference. Yeah, I was like, for real? (laughs) Well, Chicken Wire in a bar band, like that was in Roadhouse. I've seen that in other places too. Yeah, but yeah. Throwing beer at that little blind kid. (laughs) <laughs> anyone who hasn't seen the three movies that you've just talked about or that we've just talked about the last five minutes is like what <laughs> like we haven't really given them any anchors to like hold on to <laughs> well we really have hit the bottom of the barrel so Rumi, wrap it up hit me if you have one more hit me with one more oh i got one more okay let's see um as I walk through the valley in the shadow of death, I, I take, take a, a look, look at my life, life and, and realize, realize there's, there's nothing, nothing left. Because I've, I've been, been re- brassing and laughing so long that even my mama, even my mama thinks, thinks that, that my, my mind, mind is gone. gone. Oh, my God. You got to remember go like a thing. really badass Michelle Pfeiffer walking through this. So cool. couple cool things about this that I looked up. Um, the song's released in 1995, but it's released on its own thing. And then immediately is also released for the 1995 movie Dangerous Minds with Michelle Pfeiffer, which is like the same movie we've seen where, you know, a white person is in a urban environment school and everyone's treating her like that. But then she's I'm a tough guy and everyone gets respect for her. The music. So the music video for this was directed by Anton Fuqua. Fuqua, I don't know how to say his name. Anton Fuqua, I think, who did Training Day. 
and End of Watch and all those movies. He directed the video. Coolio wanted some. It's one of the few songs Coolio doesn't have profanity in because Stevie Wonder had some. Wait, was it Stevie Wonder? Yeah, Stevie Wonder's. Uh, he samples Stevie Wonder's song in it, and out of respect to him, Stevie Wonder is like, "I don't want you to put cursing and shit in there." So he didn't, and he wanted the video to be more gangster in his is his words gangster than it was. But he trusted Anton Fuqua and let him do it, and it's pretty. I remember the video, and it's pretty cool that that guy went on to direct some pretty big movies. Some people love him, some people hate him, but I mean, have you ever heard a Coolio song? let alone that song without thinking about Dangerous Minds? Yes, because I haven't seen Dangerous Minds. One, two, three, four, get your woman on, on the, floor. the floor. Gotta, gotta get, get up, up and get, get down. down. Um, um, I can't hear Coolio's uh, Gangster's Paradise without thinking, as I walk through the valley where I harvest my grain, <laughs> I take a look at my wife and realize she's very plain, but that's just perfect for an Amish like me. I fucking, I can do both of those songs, basically from memory, back to sure. back, end to end. I love both those songs, Big shout out to Coolio and Weirdo. I think they're the same guy. Just they just had like two different experiences. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like the like the same the same bare bones things. Uh, no, for sure. And then and you immediately think of 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 uh, Amish Paradise when you think of Gangsta's Paradise. But I think that you like I can't not see Michelle Pfeiffer in a denim ja- in a leather jacket when I hear that song. I can't like I just together for sure so here's my last one Rumi. here's my last one i think it's a good one if i threw a rock at your window a small one like a pebble to get your attention not to break your window scare you just get your attention mm-hmm. and you came to the window and i oh, was down in good. a shitty trench coat holding a a, a giant boom box over my head what song is playing out of that boombox? Do you know, Rumi? Do you remember what song? You know what Shot i'm talking the about monkey. <laughs> Shot the monkey <laughs> No, if it were you and I, it'd be some shitty ICP shit. <laughs> oh, for sure. That was the shock. The monkey is the the South Park uh, parody of that scene. Yeah, he's yeah. holding it over his head. It's uh, is it in your eyes? In your eyes by Peter Gabriel. Good yeah, job. That's Rumi. a good one. I didn't think of that. I didn't yeah. even think of that. That's a good that, one. That came out. So so in your eyes by Peter Gabriel came out in uh, 1986 and 1989. Say anything comes out, and of course the very famous. Um, scene where John Cusack holds the boombox over his head to try and get his girlfriend back. Blech. But anyway, that's a really good. But the, I think that's a really good one. For me, I have I've seen that movie once or twice. I wouldn't. I don't think I would think that. I honestly think Shock the Monkey makes me think of the South Park parody <laughs> of that scene more than the real song in your eyes makes me think of the real movie. Say anything. Um, that's is that one that. To, is that I think you're right. I think most people probably think that. It's it's why I know the that? it's the reason I know the song. I wouldn't have from I the movie. Like yeah. so you're you like it's ingrained enough in you. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. And like I I only have one experience with it outside of the movie where um they played it at some dance I was at and some kid just held up like a cardboard box and just stood there like holding it and I was like ha that I get I get the joke that's funny good job kid. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say it's when you and I had a big fight when we lived together and then when when I came home. I threw a pebble at our window, broke it, but <laughs> I wasn't trying to broke it, just trying to get your attention. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to run down uh, just a few quick ones Okay, before we call it a day. Um, Superstar, does it make you think of Tommy Boy? Don't you remember? Uh, 
You know, when they're sitting in the car? No, nah, not as much. Okay. I mean, I right. get it, but no, that's not, I mean, it's not as famous, I guess, to me. Um, Tiny Dancer always makes me think of Almost Famous. Uh, I could see that, but yeah, don't not care. as good. Like, not not, as good. It doesn't resonate with me personally, I guess. Oh, here's one. Dale. Dale. Oh, that's a big one. Go home. Does it make you think of Beetlejuice? Do you start doing? Fuck yeah, shrimp grabbing my face. Yeah, I (laughs) I can't believe I like that's one I can't believe I didn't think of. Oh shit, yeah, that's a good one. Dale and Beetlejuice. Um, not that it ever comes up often, but the song Blue Velvet has been forever ruined by the movie Blue Velvet. Sure, right. Um, anytime I hear this song, I think of American flag motorcycle helmets. Get your motor running. Yes, I, that almost Get made it to my list highway. too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Born to Be Wild was in Easy Rider quite a bit. Um, don't you forget about me. I thought um, about that one too, but I didn't know, think like I thought me and you and our audience. I was like, I don't even know if Rumi has seen that movie. I was like, I know I've seen it once for sure. I've seen. It does make Club. me think of it, but not again. Yeah. Doesn't resonate with me personally too. Much. Um, and here, let's see, Rawhide, uh, anything goes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, whenever I hear Nutcracker Suite, dun, 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 I can only think of running through an airport, and in fact, have hummed that song while I've been running through an airport because of Home Alone. So that's a big one for me personally, but I don't think anybody else like really hums that song. No, but I can see that, and I I agree. If you ever and it's if you ever hear that specific recording of it, I always think of them running through the airport too. Um, anytime I am having a gas fight, I think of wake me up before you go, go spraying people with gas. Zoolander. <laughs> no, I hate, I, I, I think I saw that in college and hated it. I don't remember a single thing about it. All right. Now here's like, my I was last like a one. gas fight. I thought you meant farting, but I was like, oh, I... <laughs> literally the last one on my list. Show me the way to go home. Oh, that's I'm a pretty tired fun. And I want to go to bed. That's a pretty Have good one. Have me a drink. And now suddenly, like, if anybody sings that song, I'd be like, let me tell you about the time I was on the USS Indianapolis. <laughs> yeah. 200 men go in the water, 86 come out. You know, with Is that what you singing. think Robert Shaw sounded like in that movie? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you a shock. Head tear the whole damn thing. There's a streamer with Bo Reagan Ribbon. <laughs> what is that voice? <laughs> it's Robert Shaw drunk. Which apparently was a good chunk of that film. Or maybe it's me drunk trying to do Robert Shaw. <laughs> Depends on which end of the drink There's definitely you are. inebriation in one, in one one way or another. Today I'm drinking gingerbread beer from Christmas. <laughs> gingerbread beer. Oh, gingerbread beer. Got it. Yeah, it's tasty. Anyway, guys, let us know what songs you cannot hear without thinking of a movie, a movie scene. Let us know. Hit us up on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Launchpad Pod on our website, launchpadpod.com. Check out our YouTube to see me do the ugly, the ugly, uh, creepy <laughs> Buffalo Bill Shuffle. Buffalo Bill Shuffle. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't do that. Don't don't come to the YouTube for nudity. <laughs> come for the wrestling. Stay for the podcast. <laughs> come for the wrestling. Stay for the pizza. <laughs> Rumi, I'm so glad you got this assignment and not only did it, but killed it. Um, this has been really fun. I, I, this is I'm, fun. This is exactly what I hoped it would be. Even if you had like completely blown it and picked like stupid movies and songs, we would have had fun with it. But like you got it so good and it was so perfect. And then I love it because we never saw those ones. Like we I, never talk beforehand. I always just text him. I'm like, here's an idea. And he's like, you mean this. like this? And I'm like, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Because I asked him, I asked, I think I asked you. 
are these songs that make us think of a movie or songs that got famous and popular by a movie? Because to me that there, there is like a difference there, but it doesn't, it, what was one of the ones you just said? Like the, like the <laughs> Nutcracker suite. Yeah. That didn't get famous because of home alone, but you and I both think about it every time, every time by horses. That's not famous. That song never really reached popularity. Right. Whereas like um, tequila did like tequila got a bump when that movie came out. Oh, right. Uh, uh, the, the, the bodyguard became yeah. a hit number one song. Right. For forever. a while, right. So, like, there's a difference between you and I associate it with a movie yeah. and famous. But yeah, we don't we don't talk about this shit beforehand, which is it's fun to do this kind of stuff, and it's fun to see. I like to see what we were thinking the same on, and I like when you surprise me with shit. But it's it's kind of like that time I was wanting to talk about uh, Malignant, and you wanted to talk about Maleficent, and we totally <laughs> just. Two ships passing in the night, yeah. you know? You watched a Disney movie. Swing I watched, and a miss. I watched a cool horror film with a backwards headband. <laughs> you know, sometime podcasting, you gotta you gotta you gotta roll with it. It's it's live, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rumi, let's blast this thing off. If I didn't already said it, Facebook, Instagram, was- and Twitter at LaunchpadPod and our website, launchpadpod.com. Watch us on the YouTube. We are the Rocketeers and we are out. Don't you forget gonna- about <laughs> That's better. I was going to go boom, 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 boom. Every time I hear that song, I think of dick pizzas. Every time I hear that song, I think of how badly I wanted to watch wrestling. And I, and I and I heard two idiots talk about music and tried to sing it, and they yeah. sucked. They they were so bad at singing. So I don't know. Uh. Where's Robert Shaw? I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Well, I'm out of breath. That was fun, dude. This is great. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one.